0: Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 177. 177 is the second highest score one can get for a flight of three darts, if you didn't know that. I'm Trey, joined, as always, by a full crew, Bye. Tucker, Cameron, and back from the dead, Dylan Baum. We heard him die on air last week. It's good to be here.
1: But he's alive and well. What was crazy about that situation was that... The internet came
2: I back. I took the math out. One seventy-seven will be the second highest.
0: That's what I said. Second highest. I said the
3: highest.
0: Second highest. Okay. Two triple points and a triple Yeah, she's doing the math. out. Cam, I don't know what happened. Ever since you switched your Skype account to like a new account, your mic is bad. Was bad.
3: I, I have a new phone. It should be way the better. Than way I phone is way Why is it worse? Yeah. What is? What do I sound like?
0: <laughs> that sounded like you're underwater. Bad. That was better. But the yeah, first no, one you're you sound underwater. like
3: you're talking from underwater. Wait, let me try something because, okay. That sounded good? good. That's good. It sounded like yeah. oh, this.
0: Not as good, Talk. but still okay.
3: Okay, how's this?
0: Bad, very first,
3: bad. Very bad. I've been covering up something with my thumb. <laughs> the entire. <laughs> the bottom little thing, I can go like oh, this, and it's really good, and then I go like this, and really bad, and then I go like this, and like then like go like Let's go. we figured it out. <laughs> I will do it again, though,
0: probably. <laughs> uh, Just, Dale, you're in the middle of a story. I believe.
1: So the Internet was out. It was gone all night. Got home. No Internet. It came back for a split second. Thought it was back. I logged on. Everything was fine. Started chatting with the boys. I was I had a tape. I was playing it off like I didn't have a tape. And right as I was about to dive in, internet goes. I'm unaware. I continue to talk for like
0: yeah, we we noticed 40, that
1: 45 seconds and and I because I could still see you guys and hear you guys and then all of a sudden someone's like can't hear you blah 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 and then I did it was gone. It didn't come back and went to sleep and I woke up and it was back. So that was that.
0: Well, we missed you, uh-huh. but you're back.
2: Do you want? My counter take. I'm pretty sure your Wi-Fi came back. You panic because you're like, "Oh fuck! I had all this time. I never thought of a take." No, I had a take. It it was turned answer. off like I didn't have a take. Was funny, because you were like, uh, uh, "This is awkward." And then I think you just hit internet
1: off. It was like perfect. Figure that one out. Well, I know it was just impeccable timing. What a coincidence! Jeez,
0: um,
2: are I ending it up today?
0: Winding it up today. It's I not right the, here, it's right. not the high noon. I mean, not the high noon. You brought the high noon on. It's not the home brew. We've got um, a cherry cream Pinot Noir. Dylan's got the Benham brew, the Triangle brew. Don't know what we have. The, what the, the home brew. The home brew. His homemade beer. Tucker's got a nooner. Cam's got some red wine as well.
3: What's the vintage I on that? I got the nineteen crimes
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Australian. Awesome. Also, awesome. To start, so let's get into winners and losers. Um, first winner, I'd like to say, which might be breaking news, um, Lee or Lennox, I guess they are now. Lennox Lacrosse, Western Mass Champions. Shout out. Jack Pignatelli, two goals, two assists, I believe, on the night. Decent little stat line. Um, but shout out them. Uh, Jack Pignatelli, taking W's. Big time uh, wasted taker, Jack. Don't think he's listened, but, you know, I think he likes all of us. So, um, all right, not to bury the lead, winner, Cameron. Two teams in the championship. Uh, heat stave off a furious comeback to just beat the brakes off the Celtics. We will certainly talk more about it. But, um, Cam, two, you got to juggle two championships now. How you feeling?
3: Have you seen the schedule for this? No. I mean, obviously, it's going to be batch 14. Thursday starts the tomorrow. Saturday is uh, Friday. There's no game. Saturday is the Panthers. And then starting Saturday is on and off. Panthers heat every single day until there's Thursday. So, um, so I have something to look forward to. I hope
0: day. they both go seven and you lose your hair.
3: I hope. I will lose my hair way more about one. But I also hope they go second. I want to watch it. I want to watch as much as possible. I think this is awesome. Um, so I got to look at something to look forward to every day, unlike you guys at all. Um, you guys don't have anything at this point. I mean, the Red Sox are okay. They're not in a wild card spot, I don't believe. So, um, yeah, you guys are really in bad shape in terms of a couple of sporting things. would well, think, Cam that I have nothing to look forward to.
2: But what if I told you I'd put in a lock of the I'd listen. I like it. You're not cool. going to like it. Lock of the year, parlay, Golden Knights, Jazz. I mean, Nuggets. Fuck. Let's I mean, get you're, it. Just a, you're just a villain. And you know what's I weird? I am all of, I need something to root for, and I'm not rooting for Florida. I'm sorry. I, I absolutely
3: care. admire. <laughs> I admire.
0: I, I might fade. talk completely. Absolutely. I might go both Florida teams, parlay.
3: I think we should put in. I mean, there's four options. Do it. Do it. I like mine. I like mine. Tucker likes his. Okay, I'll take.
0: I'll take. I'll take Panthers. uh, Nugs. And that leaves Dylan
2: with Golden Knights or Golden Golden Knights.
3: Not not a great bet. I don't like that.
1: Golden Knights and Heat. Golden
3: Knights and the Heat. Not a great bet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We have to do uh, this now. Everybody, put your parlays in.
3: I – Apparently, it's, it's weird you said jazz because I always get the jazz and I'm mixed up. cannot tell them apart. Besides the playoffs, if it wasn't for these playoffs, I would not know who was on either team. Or, or rather, which players were on which team. Um, so that's weird that you also uh, experience.
0: Um, Tucker, loser for his take. Jimmy Butler, maybe kind of winner. Maybe talking back to a play. little like,
2: bit. I'm not going to call him it entirely losing. I'll get into it, but Jimmy I
0: mean, Baller it's certainly bomb it's bomb certainly ball. not a winner. So was a bomb At ball. least no contest. Um, winner of the poll, taking home his first point of the season, technically the second, but the first is me. The poll can't be over. The city of Boston believes that. Um, and our listening base, which is probably the majority of the city of Boston, believes that Jason Tatum's a massive fraud. So um mark it up. I will have more on that later when we cover the game. But um <laughs> I will have more on it. You won't hate it, I promise you. Um you won't love it either. Dill, any winners and losers? You've been you've been Taking the uh, sidelines.
1: Knights making it to the finals.
0: Oh yeah, to yeah, it's a winner for Dale. Big one. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, in Boston, big loser. Not a great look, but.
1: Um. Brick, do not do that. I can't. I can't think of anything
0: else. Brick is being naughty on the pod. Um. All right. Brick
1: debating whether to jump up onto
2: my sink to get the cat.
0: He is a bit of a cat himself. Um, this might be the first episode with a cat making an appearance. I don't recall any cats on the show before. Um, Henry, maybe. Did you ever record at your parents?
1: Oh yeah, all the time. Man. Oh okay, then Henry, Henry
0: Hall of Fame.
1: And I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say it. Got back from college, lived at home for a year or two. We oh, no, we I didn't record
0: the, the show when we were in college.
1: No, I had a cat in college. I got back.
2: There was Cleo the
0: cat in my dorm. But we didn't do this show in college.
2: Yes, we did.
1: No, we didn't. Well, when he was in
0: college. Oh, you were in college. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Northeastern extra year. Um, You're right. Okay. Three cats have appeared on the podcast. She was
2: seven years. Wish I could still be
0: there right now. Uh, All right. Ways to takes. Um, I know Cam's ripping ready to drop some takes. I've got a pretty good take that I'm pretty excited about. Um,
3: what do we think can you want a, to lead uh, it? my so my take is, is uh not related to anything we talked about, so it's safe to go first with mine um, if you'll let me.
0: go ahead let
3: her rip uh, I got a take. I don't think it's gonna get any love I don't think it's going to get any love, any opinion. um no one's gonna agree with it, but no one's really gonna like it or anything. So this one's uh just something that I kind of thought of on my own. And um, if it came true it'd be a good one. So uh Tucker is gonna have an interest in it. It has to do with um, girls college basketball. Tucker, huge girls college basketball fan. We got really into it this year. Um and and a coach right now named Don Staley for the for the South Carolina Game uh, is pretty notorious. She's very outspoken, and that team is, uh, was the big favorites. They won it last year. They did lose the a game. And, you know, I'll give it to her. She's a good coach. South Carolina's always a decent program, but she's really seen the to the, the scale. Um, so I think, you know, giving this day and age, the amount of press that this college basketball is starting to get, and, you know, the, the push for more inclusion, I think Don Staley's going to the NBA in the next couple of years. Um, there's a couple of teams. I don't really want to give the team right now because, I mean, her being, and by NBA, I mean she's going to be a head coach in the NBA in the next couple of years. Um, Given a team would, would kind of defeat the purpose. If I had one, I'm thinking somewhere like the Hornets, just Carolina, maybe. Not a really good franchise. Someone like the Raptors, maybe just get her into Canada. Um, but I think it's it's gonna come time within the next, let's say, not this upcoming year, but that, but the next two years. Uh Dawn Staley is gonna be an, an head NBA coach, the first ever. Before.
0: What's her? What team does she coach right now? Currently, South
3: Carolina.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know. So I don't know enough about her. Um, I know there's a bunch of women in basketball, not in like coaching positions. I don't even know if there's any women assistants. I know there have been. I
3: think there's an assistant. I think there's an assistant on the Spurs who do well.
0: Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> was a women woman assistant on the Spurs. Yeah, there. I I was gonna say, I
3: think the Spurs
2: have one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. Don't know about the specific case, Cam, but I'll agree with you in theory. I think we will have a female head coach. You said two years.
3: I'm, I'm gonna put a year on. It. A so year. It's not gonna be this upcoming season, uh, the 2023-2024 season, but the 24-25 season. Don Staley's gonna accept a head coach a Um, I
0: think I'm. I'm a, I think it's gonna take a little more time. Um, especially for her. She doesn't have any NBA experience. If she's going to get pulled in, I don't think they'd let um, a coach of female women's basketball um, just take over the men's game. I think the games are pretty different in in the speed of them. So I don't know if she would um, have the capacity to just elevate to a head coaching job, but I think we will have a female head coach by the end of the decade. So, um, I agree I with got theory, question, but... I got a
3: question for the follow up question. I know Tucker may have some insight. I don't know if he will or not. I don't know how much he got into the uh, college ba- girls' college basketball. But uh, would Don Staley have, have beat the Heat in, in the playoffs? No. Just...
0: No. Joe Missoula is not entirely to blame for the last four. Four game series. Um, he was terrible in the first three games. I think he cleaned it up for for the last couple.
2: Um. Here is my thoughts on the take cam. I think that there will be a woman head coach in the future. I don't think it'll be from a women's college basketball team. I agree. Just because I think the transition from women's college to the NBA is such a drastic change in just how they played the game, the players, basically everything. I think it's just such a drastic change. I think an assistant coach coming up through the ranks of an organization and getting there is the far more likely option for how it would happen. Nothing to take away from her. It just doesn't feel like that jump. I just feel like it's a completely different game.
3: So, so here's kind of my comparison, and granted, it, it may be a bad one. Is that she, the whole, the whole image of of the NBA and WNBA right now is WNBA is not getting enough the ESPN is posting them now like crazy, I and mean, the, the girls' basketball, college girls' basketball, was huge this year. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, so, I don't, I just think that for for viewership purposes, when you try to get the the, the girls more involved, I don't see them getting, you know, I I, I get it if that spur coach, like the pop, was like, here, we're going to hand you the throne. And I don't think that would be that good. You're covering um, your thing, Cam. Shoot, sorry. Yep, no was going to do it. I could, I mean, I guess I could see it if, like, an assistant girls coach. Ended the throne, but I don't think it's dramatic enough for the NBA. I think when they do it, they're going to do it big and they're going to do it without reason. And I compare it to something like an Urban Meyer coming up from Ohio State after retiring, coming up after retiring, but he's just a really good coach, and it doesn't work. I don't think it'll work, but I think it's just a big splash, and that's what the NBA is all about. So they'll put her on a terrible team. She'll get a lottery pick. She'll be there a year or two, and then
1: she'll get the most. Dale? Um, I know nothing about this woman. Um, sounds like a good coach. Um, I think if there's a, a team to have a head coach or a league to have a head coach, um, the first one, that's a woman. Uh, it would be the MBA. Absolutely. So I, I think you're to something there and it's like, I feel like, I mean, it, it, it's just a person in a job. I mean, honestly, like not to, you know, I'm not trying to get weird or anything. Try to get, I'm trying to be, you know, uh, I don't know the word. I'm just trying to say that it's not the fact that she's a, a, a woman would make, I, I think, the team better or worse. She's not, like, this woman sounds like a good coach. I think that would be fine. Um, I think it would, it could promote, you know, uh, better, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any, Good or bad to come of it at all in the NBA. I think it would be a good thing for the league, and I could see it happening. I agree. Maybe not in the next two years, but in the next
0: 10. Uh, All righty. I would take Boston sports-related. So, obviously, the Celtics almost did the impossible, in quotations, Came back from 3 to tie it up, go to game seven. Laid a massive egg in their building, which we're not surprised about. The garden is cursed, factory of sadness. We have the Boston Red Sox, who are struggling right now. We have the Boston Bruins, obviously, who bowed out in the first round. We have the New England Patriots, who are seemingly walking around aimless. We'll see. Maybe the coaching changes will make a difference. I'm not too positive on that. You all know that. The Boston Garden in the city of Boston, for the first time in history, had two teams lose to an 8-seed in a Game 7 in their building. Um, Pretty pathetic. I think all these things are connected. I don't think, you know, these things just happen randomly. I think um, you... Take a look at our run of success. All the teams were kind of in synergy. Uh, a lot of a lot of times, uh, the teams were, um, you know, interacting and good at the same time, and we were going on deep runs together. So I, I just think back to when the last time we were good was, and the last time we were good was right around 2018, 2019. Um, not necessarily good, but championship. Level caliber, you know, we had the Sox coming off the World Series, we had the Patriots coming off the Super Bowl. What what changed? A man that we have already established on this podcast, who has who brings winning to cities. Tom Brady left the Patriots, went to Florida. What happened? Bucks win the Super Bowl. Tampa goes on a little run in baseball. Um, The Lightning win a couple Stanley Cups. Uh, the Panthers win. win the, right. Panthers win a President's Trophy. Heat go to the finals. Um, so transferred there, and now Tom Brady is going to Vegas. He has now bought a little piece piece of the Raiders. What's going on in Las Vegas right now? Oh, the Golden Knights are going to the Stanley Cup final. Jimmy Garoppolo may be dead. Maybe Tom Brady's going to take over in Vegas, win a Super Bowl. That's neither here nor there. The take is that the day the Patriots let Tom Brady walk, the city of Boston became cursed. And we will not break that curse until a Brady, be it Tom or his sons or his grandsons, play a game in a Boston uniform. For one of the four professional teams. That's the take. We will not win a championship until we break that curse.
2: Bad take. That I'm gonna say it right now. Cause his sons clearly aren't going to
0: Maybe it's not this generation.
2: Yeah. Maybe I mean, it's, it's, it's his
0: grandsons. Maybe it's his great
2: no Boston sports people win the next fifty years. I'm not buying just due to the fact that I mean, over the last two decades, Boston has been the best sports city in the world. It's over. And this year, we had two top teams in their respective league. I just, this whole idea that it's over because Tom Brady left is dumb.
0: Bill Belichick cursed us.
2: It's stupid.
0: Um, But it makes sense. It does. And you're a little uncomfortable about it.
2: It actually doesn't make me uncomfortable at all.
0: I'm scared.
2: Uh, I thought this was going to go to something more fun, like Las Vegas is going to be the new city of champions.
0: It it will. They'll win the. They'll probably win the cup, just because Brady's there.
2: I mean, yeah, I that I thought it was going that way, which I was going to like. I was like, okay, I can stealing my take,
3: now.
2: But, but then. Uh, yeah, no, I don't buy this one. Um, the Celtics are still really good. The Bruins, I don't really know who gives a fuck a hockey. The Sox will probably win a World Series in the next three to five years because of the Red Sox. And they always just pull one out of nowhere. And then the Patriots, we'll see.
0: We are in the largest championship drought in Boston since the 80s.
2: Yeah, again, it's been four years. I think we need to stop being so dramatic. Um it's, re- I mean, we're spoiled. We were spoiled with the greatest generation of sports watching of any city ever. So, yes, like a five-year drought is not a crazy thing. Cam, when's the last time you saw a team win a championship? One of your teams.
0: 2011?
2: Yeah. And no one's making a flugo
3: rings take from the Cam teams. Oh, no, the Heat, the heat won. I was on mute. I was on mute. Um, the Giants won in 2011, but he won in 2014. Yankees 09, Rangers. He won a couple. You're a Rangers fan? I was a Rangers fan. I've I've switched to the Panthers. Your allegiance jumps. I don't like it. I'll allow it. They
0: stunk. First of all, the cool. Ranger the Panthers stunk forever, and he lives in Florida.
3: I am more of a Panthers fan than Rangers. Because I've been to a game, I was a bandwagon. Not even a bandwagon, I just jumped on the Rangers whatever. But I've never been to a game, I've been to a Panthers game. Maybe I'll just get a team hockey. You that. shouldn't go to any more game seven for hockey and talk about I your might have become like a think trainer
2: of another team for hockey, just for fun. I'm kidding. I actually could never trade my Boston Allegiance for anything.
0: Uh, Dylan. Opinions. You were the one who first discovered the Brady winning, even before the national outlets picked it up.
1: Um. Yeah, wherever this man goes, sports teams find a way to win. Um, I would bet the house on the Knights. Uh, good thing I have uh, the Knights and the Heat. Um, so the take, though, I mean... I think all that needs to happen, Trey, is I think Brady needs to come back, live in the Northeast, and, and Not have, a, have a stake in one of the teams. What's more likely, that or uh, or one of his children playing and living in the city, or grandchildren? I don't know. Um, probably both very unlikely. So we might be in it for a tough spell.
0: Cameron, this is a waste of take. You should like it.
3: Um, I like where it went at, I think, I think picking the Vegas is going to win something is, is too easy. Um, that's a cop out. If you were to say the A's were going to win the World Series in a couple of years after they moved to Vegas, that's a little cooler. Um, but I like this. I, uh, I especially like it because I, I mean, I already know Jack Brady's talent, um, I don't need to see it. I know what they're hiding. So, I actually, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I think Jack Brady, you know, he's going to be in the league if he's in the Patriots uniform one foot or another. Maybe Jack Brady, after winning eight Super Bowls, decides that he wants to go, or after winning, seven, after tying his dad, he decides he's got to take his talents to the end that 43 years old, wins eight, and he doesn't. Maybe that's what you got to wait for. And that's, you know, be it 28 years down the line. But maybe, you know, I, I like it. I would like to put in the future Jack Brady Super Bowl MVP 28 years from now for the Patriots.
0: That would be insane. I mean, that would be that would pay for everything. Um, Alright, Dill, you had a uh, similar
1: take? Or you, you're making a switch? No, I'm making a completely different take. I got nothing to do with this. Um, also, shout out me potential mega winner we're gonna to have to roll back the tape i don't i don't even know what what episode even around what episode this would have been uh but are we going to talk about jimmy g i,
0: I we can cover it now
1: all right so i had to take such a long time ago uh that he was going to not get traded number one didn't happen Number two, somehow find his way to playing last season. Um, and then somehow, some way, get hurt and never play another game. And his last game ever played will be with 49ers. Not 49ers. Was it 49ers? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, it was Niners.
1: Yeah. So potential possibility there. Nobody believed me. I think I got zero votes on the poll. Um, anyway, my take. Uh, this is what I was going to say last week. So, we live in a world now with sports where they're always evolving. I said last week, I don't know if it made it on the episode, baseball's changing rules. We got larger bases. We got pitch clock. We got a whole bunch of other stuff I can't think of. We're going to have, you know, you know, catchers or pitchers wearing the stuff in their ears. Soon we're going to have no umpires on the field. Um, I can't think of anything in the NBA recently. NFL is always changing things. Hockey's got stuff.
0: playing play in tournament for the
1: NBA. What was that? Play in, ter- play that in tournament. Yeah. Playing tournament. So I'm just thinking a bunch of rule changes. Games are changing. More than what they used to be. I think. That. In the coming. What year is it? 2023. By 2030. We're going to have to. Remember this one. There will be. A professional sports league. Doesn't matter what sport. One of the big four. Where. It's going to be closely followed with a pretty decent amount of money and and there will be attendance. And the whole premise of the sport is that it's going to be old timey rules and it's going to be a full legit league norm. Like we're going to play like, like we're going to play baseball going to be no pitch clock. It's going to be its own league. It's going to be none none of these rules, no electronics. And people are going to come out and we're going to watch some old-timey type sports.
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, the upcoming generations have less and less attention span. Um, if, you know, the entire fan base is going to be guys... Fifty and up, forty and up, thirty and up, maybe. But I feel like for the kids coming up, that they're going to grow up with these rules, and you know they're going to think that the rule changes that continue to happen are ridiculous. But they're you know going to grow up with these rules, and it's going to be this version of the sport. I just don't think the popularity of the major leagues will ever be passed.
1: Um, I'm not saying that. It, I'm not saying it has to be comparable. I'm just saying if there's going to be one that has you know, enough popularity to where people actually follow it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think these, first of all, these, I don't know where you're going to find the talent for these leagues. Um, I mean, they're going to have to have tremendous capital to be able to compete in terms of pulling talent. Um, I like it. It's wasted. But um, I think... Why
2: why is the... uh What's the difference between this league and the MLB? I missed that part.
0: It's not the MLB, just the MLB. It's all the sports leagues. He's saying that a major, there'll be a major sport league that reverts to older rules that will be uh, followed by a lot of people. I don't think it'll happen, but
2: maybe, who knows, Tucker? I'm also anti this. I hate it. Um, I think Dylan just wants baseball to be slow again. He doesn't like that people are enjoying baseball now, and now anyone can watch it, and it doesn't take four and a half hours to get through a baseball game. Uh, but it's not coming back to. The pitch clock is here to stay forever, no matter what
1: you say.
3: I like the pitch clock.
1: The pitch clock is great. Imagine, imagine a traveling league of like eight teams in the Northeast, where they where they are playing old timey baseball. With old-timey gloves, so in playing ter- playing in some sandbox-type fields, in t- I wouldn't in want In terms of it. popularity, are we
0: talking like Cape League baseball, or are we talking like nationally televised, like XFL level, like popularity?
1: I could, I would say, I could go XFL, maybe maybe a touch less.
2: So, no, there is a league that's, like, very different from the MLB that travels around doing that. But they're the exact opposite of what you want.
1: <laughs> that's,
2: that's not a league. That's like the yeah. Harlem Globetrotters. And baseball. Yeah, and the Harlem Globetrot baseball. Like, <laughs> And that's what people want to see. Like, people don't want to, like, people are like, man, I wish I could see baseball, but the pitcher's has a minute to throw a pick instead of 20 seconds. Like
1: that's not what people are
2: saying.
1: Just going down to the old ball yard with 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 your top with your top hat on and your your classy lady standing next to you. Enjoy some
2: this is you and seven this would be like you and like maybe five other guys would show up.
1: I'm just saying there's a market for it.
3: However small it is, there's one.
0: Uh Cameron
3: yeah, so um, I I don't like the take. I, I like the <laughs> take. I like the take. I don't agree with it. I actually I have a little spin on it. So I, I don't think rules wise that it would work. However, in baseball specifically, um, in baseball specifically, they do something like the Field of Dreams, um, where they just have a ballpark in the middle of Kansas or wherever in a, a cornfield. It's the actual I, field from the movie. Right. So I think maybe not changing the rules and gloves and, I mean, uniforms and gloves would be cool. That's um, what I, I'm telling you. But but, there's one person who says it's cool. Who but, but I think stadiums, if we start building stadiums just in random parts of the country, um, and then they just play there every once in a while, just like a 500 a foot wall or like, uh, a, a replica of like one of the cooler old time stadiums or the field of dreams, just like to give it a different kind of look. Um, I think that would be, that would be cool. Uh, as far as changing the rules back to the old time games, I think it's, um, I, I don't think it would happen. <laughs>
0: um, Cam, you got a take for us? I mean, Tucker, you got to take for us?
2: I don't. Mine is about the NBA Finals and the future of the NBA. And when I look at this Nuggets team, I see nothing interesting. They're not the flashiest team. They're not sexy. Nikola Jokic isn't your, like, marketable superstar. Like everyone wants them to be, like everyone wants, you know, their number one team to have. Everyone's rooting for the Lakers. Everyone was rooting for the Celtics. I got bad news for the NBA. The Nuggets are here and here to stay. They will be the next NBA dynasty. This team is built to go on a sustained run. I mean, they have some injury issues between Jamal Murray and Michael King. Poof. Uh, my, what's his name? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray and who?
0: Nikola Jokic.
3: Michael Porter. Michael Porter. Uh, um, the other guy. Aaron Zach. Aaron Gordon. No, there's a third guy. I always forget his name. It's not G. Jay McGorry. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. No, the, the guy in the, in the middle. Uh, the shoot. The guy that shoots. Uh, he's got a. Three, three names. Michael Porter, oh. Williams, just like that. No. Awesome. Okay.
0: Whatever. Nobody knows anything about the Nuggets.
2: Exactly. This is the thing about the Nuggets. We know nothing about them. But they're here to stay. Michael Porter Jr. So I was right.
3: No Caldwell Pope. No Michael Porter Jr. is the guy that always shoots though. No Kentavious Caldwell Pope is a. Best shooter on that team. I'm almost positive he has, like the best shooter. Ah, um, I could be wrong. It's
2: beside the point. My point is this team is here. They are here to stay. They are the next NBA dynasty. And the thing about it is, like, they aren't flashy. There's no there's no marketable superstar. You know, Nikola Jokic isn't Steph Curry or LeBron James. He's just not them, but he's just as good. And this team is going nowhere. I really believe this team's going to be good for the next 10 years.
0: Okay. Uh, so what's exactly does it take that the Nuggets are going to be There's good? The next, for the next dynasty? Okay. So if you're um,
3: takes like he's before, the dynasty has to be, uh, what, three? Three, three and Five years? Yeah, or about that. Three and five or... I think
2: four and ten should also count as a dynasty. I think five, five and ten. Is, yeah, yeah. Four and ten. So I five and think, ten
3: is absolutely three, a dynasty. I think. I think once you get three, you're a dynasty. Maybe even three and like eight. Three yeah, and three seven. and
2: eight's a dynasty. Well, I think that might be the new benchmark: three and eight.
3: Yeah, Warriors did four and five. Back to back isn't
2: a dynasty yet.
0: No, because no way, We'll feel it out, Only, we have the if you win, one ring, probably. it doesn't count. So, um, I doubt it. Uh, I think Jokic is a very, very good player. Um, I also think he's what? How old is he? 27, 28? These guys, these bigs, they don't age well. Just bigger people in general don't age well. Their bodies break down quicker. I think he will be at the top of his game for maybe another. He's twenty-seven. Maybe another four years max. He'll be an elite, elite but talent. But his
2: game is not based off athleticism? <laughs> it's not based off of these, like
0: I know, but
2: he's a guy that can play till he's forty.
0: I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I just the way these big guys are, it just they never age gracefully. And um, I mean, these role players, I don't. I,
2: Based off of his ability to be quick or agile or
0: anything like that. I, I understand like that, but still, it's still you're still banging every night with guys. like You're still taking contact. He's a big dude. Big pause. <laughs> Definite pause. Um, but I just don't foresee him being at the top of his game for max five. Like if, once he hit five years from now, he won't be the same guy. Um, as far as the other players go... I'll be honest. I know little to nothing about the Nuggets. I don't. I haven't watched the Nuggets game since I think Carmelo was on the team. Um, I just, I, I don't know enough about the role players. Jamal Murray seems like a good player. I don't know about these three name guys. Don't know what they do. Don't know who they are. Heard their names before. No, knew they were in the NBA. If you said their name, said, "What does this guy do?" I'd say they're in the NBA. Um, but I just don't foresee. That happening. There's a lot of really good teams in the NBA right now. I mean, you got the Lakers are good. The Celtics are good. The Heat are good. They're going to only get better, I think. Um, The uh, Sixers are good. You know, there's a lot of teams that are going to be vying for a spot in the finals. And I just don't. See this team having longevity. I, I just, it basically all comes back to I don't think Jokic is going to be a long term player. I guess I just agree with you on that. I mean, disagree with you on that. Uh, Cam.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I can't agree with this. Can't. Obviously. Um, I think they got all the pieces, but. That's not what the NBA is about. I think they have too many pieces. That's my take. Um, too many good guys. I really think the Super Team thing can only be a three, kind of a three comma. The big three on the Celtics. And then they had some, uh, they had the big three on the Heat. They had the big three in Golden State. I think that there's too many good people on the team. Um, that's the take. Joker is is obviously the leader. Jamal Murray is a star, And then after that, it's just like five consistently good players. Um two good. Only made three. And then last good. Even four. All uh,
0: right, Dale?
1: Uh I I I don't know anything about the Nuggets, I'm not <laughs> I don't really know much about the heat outside of their inability to close out a series against the Celtics. Um, Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys were going to the finals. uh, I'm sorry. Um, But uh, I'll I'll, I'll tend to agree, Tuck, though. Go ahead. Someone's got to agree.
0: All right. All right, let's uh, do a little autopsy on the Boston Celtics. Um, Obviously, we spoke last week. It was 3-1. We were feeling pretty good, I think, pretty confident. Dylan, not so much. But Tucker and I were feeling pretty good. I was cautiously optimistic. Obviously, that was the wrong choice because they ripped our hearts out. But, um, yeah, crazy game six. Um, I think the mood entirely shifted where, you know, last week, the Celtics boys were not feeling too good. Cam was on top of the world after Game Six. Cam was not too feeling too good about sports. We were all on top of the world. I thought there was no way that they were going to come out and lay an egg in Game Seven. I just thought, okay, after that type of momentum, I know this team has mental issues. After that time of moment, that kind of momentum, there is no way they they don't keep it, make it a close game at least. They came out, went over eleven, over twelve from three in the first quarter. And the game was over after that. Um, made a few runs back into it, pulled within eight, but after but there was really nothing they could do. Um, obviously, the big story of Game 7, Jason Tatum, first play of the game, rolls his ankle. Now I did call him a fraud last week. And I don't... I think he is legitimately hurt. Like, I think that hurt pretty bad. And I, he was laboring the whole game. Um, it, I don't think he was just like... I don't think he quit because he rolled. They were up pretty good after he rolled it. I don't think he quit because he knew it was over right then. Um, I think he tried to play through it. Um, And I think he's really hurt. And um, I saw Jimmy said today, like, I'm not going to make excuses. My ankle's hurt. My my ankle's hurt. I'm not going to make excuses. You can't care about that. Do I think he's tougher than Jason Tatum? Yes. Do I think he was as hurt as bad? No. But on the other side of the coin... These things always hurt worse the day after. When it first happens, the adrenaline should be pumping. You shouldn't feel that bad. He also didn't shoot. Like I don't know how much an ankle affects your shot. I'm not a great basketball player. Maybe one of you can speak to that. If your ankle, if you roll your ankle, how bad your shot going to be? He put up less shots than Caleb Martin. Um, it seemed like he just, you know, once he was hurt, kind of cared more about the injury than he did the game. I'm sure that's you know, not his mentality, but you know, you see players get hurt all the time and the great ones, you know, find some way to power through it, even in a small capacity, and he couldn't. So I don't know what exactly the injury is. Still, it's game seven. You gotta, you know, try. I I think he did try. I think he could have tried harder. Jalen Brown, however, might actually should probably should take the mantle of biggest fraud. This dude's had a disastrous year. Um, Not so much on the court, off the court. He was complaining about the Ime Udoka firing. He was complaining about his position on the team. He said he didn't really like the city, took issue with that, Um, said that he might like to be a number, considered a number one somewhere. Not going to happen, buddy. He had the whole uh, black uh, Israelites thing where he was supporting that hate group um, just because they showed up for Kyrie Irving. Um, but all this stuff happened and he could have washed away all of it. He could have proven like, I am a legitimate number one talent. Like we have two number ones on this team. He went to sleep. He was worthless. He had more turnovers and points. He can't go to his left. The heat are all talking shit right now being like, as soon as Tatum got hurt, our game plan was make Jalen go to the left. He acknowledged it after the game, which I'll give him props for. He said, um, I let my team down when they needed me, so I'll give him props for that. But still, unacceptable performance from a dude who just thinks he is the smartest dude in the room. Thinks he's the best basketball player in the room. Clearly, he's not. Um, everyone's saying blow up the core, trade Jalen. I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. I don't think you're going to get anything in return worth what Jalen brings most of the time. But at the same time, like these guys aren't winners. They're just not. They're not winners. The Miami Heat has a team with winners on it, with dudes who know how to get it done, no matter what the odds are. They will come out, and they will play hard, and they will win. The Boston Celtics, if things don't go perfectly for them, then they fall apart. I mean, the first couple shots didn't fall. They kept breaking, kept breaking, kept breaking. The only dude that showed up with Derek White. He played great defense. He played decent offense. Um, but Back to my point about winners. You think this team now that has been to four... The core has been to four Eastern Conference championships, been to a finals. You think eventually they figure out how to win? I'm starting to get worried. I know the two superstars are still young. Jordan didn't win his till he was 28. LeBron didn't win his till he was 28. Yada, yada, yada. These guys are 26 and 24, 26, 25, something like that. Um, so... There's plenty of time, but at the same time, if you haven't learned by now with this many deep playoff runs, then are you ever going to learn? Uh, the last thing I'll say is the 04 Sox would never. Um, and I don't, I don't put the blame on Tyler and Joe Mizzou. Do I think he's a great coach? No. Would I be fine with the chains? Yes. Do I think they can win with him? I don't know. Um, but I don't think he's to blame when your players just lay an egg like that, when you can't hit a shot, when you can't play defense, and when you can't dribble to your left. So, at the end of the day, waste of time. Wish they just lost in four. Um, Got all amped up for seven, and they laid an egg. Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on the series?
3: You're muted.
2: Basically, my thoughts on the series were that... I liked the fight to get to seven. I never felt confident even when they got there, though. I just, there was something that didn't feel like it was Team of Destiny ish. I don't know. Like, I was, I've been talking to people during the series. And I don't like how confident everyone is. I just feel like everyone thinks it's our series now, We're into game seven. Like, we should not be this confident going into a game seven. I mean, at all. had
0: all the momentum. That's we crazy. had
2: all the momentum, but we had no right to have this cockiness. We lost three in a row. There's no reason we should have been there in the first place. I, just, I did not like the ideology around it. Um, but oh, I just, I, I never felt very confident in this team. I just, I think Jason Tatum, regardless, is a number one. He's a top five player in the league after this. I genuinely believe that he balled out, and then he got hurt, and that, and basically, we found out this team lives and dies by Jason Tatum. As soon as Jason Tatum was out of the game, there was no shot of us winning this. I mean, it was clear as day. <sighs> Sorry, but yeah, it was clear as day that we, there was no shot that we could win this series. As soon as he got injured, he the, the team lives and dies by him and that's it
3: so do you think they and should get was, rid of
2: brown um no because i think brown can be a very good number two and if you remember from last year
0: he was a better player in the finals the, for sure
2: he was that guy like he was the number one for a year so i just i can't say that like getting rid of him will solve any problem because who are we getting
0: I agree with you. I agree with you.
2: There's nothing. There's nothing better on the market than Jalen Brown that we can just you know put a bid on. So I just I don't really buy the idea of selling Brown. I that's why I think it's got to be Missoula. Something's got to change, and I don't. And I think it is Missoula that has to change.
0: Uh, Dill, uh, this team we've both uh, talked about their immaturity at times. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I think, I think coaching is definitely a factor for this team. I think you have a group of guys that, um, on the Celtics that struggle in, you know, pressure situations, being down by 10, you know, not having leads, not playing with a lead, and, like it's the exact opposite when they have believe they feed off of it but I think it comes down to coaching in those situations I mean I know there's not so much coaching in the NBA but um, something to just level the guys out level the heads you know get some positive uh, mindsets working um, Not, you know, it's like it's simple stuff I mean I know they were down a lot late but you know, even when they were down 10, it was like, all right, we got a good stop defensively. Let's get a good chance. And we'll, instead we dribble the ball up and six seconds into the shot clock, here comes, you know, a contest three or here comes, uh, you know, not, not a, not a high percentage shot, you know, wherever it may be. Um, and, you know, Brown having more turnovers than than baskets made is like also unreal. Um, so I think I think it really does come down to coaching, especially for this group. I mean, I've been saying this for for literally years. I don't watch a lot of basketball, but when I, when I when I watch the Celtics, there there comes a time when your when your great players need to become stars, need to become have a moment that defines themselves in in the, you know, in the record books and nobody on the Celtics has, has, you know, the current roster that's been with the team for the past four or five years has done that. Um, and, and like, do they have that extra gear to, do? These guys have the ability to, uh, sack up when they need to, and it just isn't. It's not happening. So, I, honestly, I think it comes, I think it comes down to some coaching. Um, and the, the problem is it's the same thing with the cell, with the, with the Bruins for, for years and years and years. It's like we have a good team. Our stars aren't, you know, aren't the best players on the court or on the ice when push comes to show. They fold or they're just not, not the best versions of themselves. Um, and I think I, I think the Celtics lost this game, game seven, on the first play. Tatum gets hurt. Everything went down the drain.
0: So I'll say this about the coaching. I think last year they obviously were defensive-minded. They went to the playoffs and their, their offense couldn't t- keep up. This year it seemed that they were offensive-minded and their defense couldn't keep up at times. The it from three until we make it, I mean, that's feast or famine. Either you're gonna be hot or you're not. And that's the problem I have with Joe. Little adjustments in the first quarter. Clearly the threes aren't falling, keep firing. I get it, you wanna get yourself out of the slump, but boy, when you are consecutively missing five threes and just letting the other team score, you're putting yourself in a hole. So I don't know if he's the guy. Um, to the victor goes the spoils. Cam continues to alpha this podcast. Very excited for the episode this week. Was in our ears. I said, let him have it. We deserve it. He's the winner. So Cam, give us the heat perspective. Give us um, how you felt as the series progressed and then into the game on uh, Monday night.
3: Okay, so...
0: And don't cover your mic while you do it. Be conscious of that.
3: Yes, all right. So there's a lot to take in here. I'm going to start with just kind of where where my end is at during, uh, during all this. And and Trey was keeping, keeping up with me. So uh kept, kept tabs on me. Um, I believe after game... What was this? Heat and six. So this is after game. Uh, this is when it was three to... Two, my confidence was still at ninety nine percent, and I believe it went to eighty nine percent somewhere. Eighty nine percent.
0: That's after and game then, five, right? Eighty nine. I don't.
3: Know. Yeah, after five was at eighty nine percent. After six, it was at sixty percent. Uh, um, I never lost it—not once. Uh, I I said it from the beginning that I thought we were going to win, and we did, and I never lost faith because this is the kind of team that we are. It's just there's a no there's no pressure kind of feel around this team, and it's so easy to have faith in them. It doesn't make a lick of sense for me because you're not relying on one guy. You can say you're relying on Jimmy, but somebody else can step up in that moment. Um, and it, and for me, here's the biggest thing. It's that we we out coached in the first three games. That's how we won the first three games. So we were offensively just running the court with you, and defensively, uh, you couldn't figure it out. You so couldn't get, switch up on defense in the high pick and roll. And then we, our zone defense was just insane, and you did nothing to stop it. And Eric Spoelstra takes timeouts when you score three points, and I love it. He uses all of them like he's got them. And that's how we won the first three. You guys are way better. So then you won the next three. Um, and that was a good adjustment. It took you way too long to do it. And then game seven, it just came down to who wanted it more. Um, I think Tatum getting hurt is just a testament to how weak you guys are. Because when Jimmy got hurt, we rallied and we still ended up winning and we didn't make it seem like, Oh, there goes our guy. We're done. Um, we just had some dogs and, and we just made up for it. Where Tatum, which whether he should have been on the court or not, I don't think so, but I also get the point where if he's not on the court, Joe looks like an idiot. Uh, you know, people will always be the best coaches out there. Um, so I don't, I don't really knock whatever the, the decision was, but I think you got to realize, you Tatum's got to play a better decoy. One, if you're going to be on the court, at least pretend like you're going to be good. Uh, and then everybody else needed to needed to step up. Jalen, absolute dog water. Um, these guys got out of work. And Tucker, your take about Jimmy,
2: stupid. Absolutely I stand dumb. by it. Jimmy Butler is way more of a Pat
3: fan than I think. That's fine. Um, that's a crazy statement. Jimmy was hurt. Uh, He just didn't show it. He didn't play. I mean, he didn't play tremendously. He only averaged like 28 throughout the playoffs so far, which is not great, right? I'll give you stats stats if you want it. um, And wins. I'll take wins as a stat.
0: Um, Best stat there is, Cameron.
2: In the three games that they lost,
3: Jimmy Butler had a... Oh, when I was reading his Forty-five I was in his ear. I was the I was the biggest hater of him. But at the end of the day, there's one set that matters. And he ended up winning. And I mean he had he some winters. monster threes in game six.
0: We almost he pulled game six out of his ass, too.
3: Yeah, three free throws. And then I think that was a testament was, like he did It was five it.
2: for twenty-one in game six. Oh, it, terrible.
3: He popped awesome. off at the I end though. He made big shots I mean,
2: at the end when it mattered. Matter. You know, he had one big shot, and you're like, yeah, dude, he popped up." Tatum off. did
0: the same thing in Game 6 against Philly. He was sucky until the third quarter. Fourth. Fourth quarter, whatever. Yeah, fourth quarter. Um, Let's not have double standards thing,
3: here. here. Here's my thing with Jimmy. It's, it's your whole basis with that. He should talk to motivate the it. It just motivated him. He it literally motivated himself. And he called it a year ago after press conference of Game 7. Sorry, did that. Beat this time.
0: He actually meant it, too. That's why they went seven, because he was like, well, we have to
3: go seven, because I said it a year ago. We'll
1: right true. back in the same spot.
3: Um, there's a story out there that he asked, uh, he asked one of the, what was, it? who was the girl, oh, the, the amateur tennis player, that's kind of cute, I guess. He hit her up and asked if he wanted game t- games, uh, tickets to the finals this year before the playoffs. Um, it's just cockiness. And
0: Shakira, you just
3: Shakira following to him too on Instagram. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute. Just, I mean, if you lose, Tucker, I'm letting you go. I'm letting you go off. But we won and it, it, it's meaningless. You got the three wins. did value call the Red Sox. Completely different team. That team that had some falls and the Yankees did not. Uh, I think the go reversed. You guys are a better team. You had a better coach, but we came out on top. Uh, Um, I won't let you have it too much, because you guys have been pretty good, actually. Uh,
0: Also down bad.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I was was almost shed a tear after the Derek White thing, and you guys were pretty good about it, because I'm glad you guys didn't really get your hopes up, Uh, and that's, I mean, if you did, you'd be way, way worse. because if we lost, I would be bad. Because I was, in the I was ready
0: to come for you, Cam. If we won that
3: game, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I had to come, I definitely said some mean things, and you know they're out there in the world. And I was ready to, ready to, take it if I needed to, but I don't. Off, so awesome.
2: I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a serious thought that went through my head. It was like, damn, waste takes is gonna suck now.
0: <laughs> um. But, I'll say this. I appreciate it. I don't think I don't think the Celtics like blew it. I think they did, obviously. Like they didn't play well. I think the Heat won the series. I think the Heat showed up to game seven when it mattered and the Celtics didn't.
3: I mean the Heat were just all time consistent, except for the only game that they shot poorly was Game Six. Where we almost won the the rest of the entire series. Didn't we blow y'all out in game
0: five? Game five was a blowout. Oh
3: yeah, blew us out because you guys went off. It's not because we played bad. We played this, we shot like 45%, maybe. We just didn't, we, we pretty much kept it consistent, shooting between 40% 50% every game and not terrible with the turnover. I guess game five was pretty bad. Um, you guys were just, you couldn't keep, you couldn't play four quarters. Babies. I once. Actual children. Um, and we were just consistent and, and came out on top. But uh, I will say, to your point earlier about the city of Boston, burn. Burn. No, not, the city. Trials. The, f- the, know, not the city. The stupid garden. The fallen city. The former town of titles. The duck boats. Burn them all. Throw the tea into the harbor. Burn the witches at the stake. Start over. Because that city's done. Uh, Mars rings. Jupiter rings. Pluto rings. The curse. I hate the city. They don't have the streets. It should be straight. There's no reason for that much. I love Boston. confusion in the streets.
0: Um, all right. Quickly, because we are really running deep here. Um, finals prediction, I think, it's a gentleman's suite, uh nuggets. I think the Heat are an incredible story, an incredible grit. If this goes, goes more than five, the Heat will win the series. But the matchup's bad. <laughs> the twist. First of all, Twitter the other night when the Celtics lost was hysterical. Like, usually I'm pretty salty about that stuff, but everything was really funny. Um, But Twitter now is saying what Jokic is going to do to Bam is going to be a hate crime and set race relations back 100 years. (laughs) Not my joke. I didn't make it. I'm just quoting. Um, I think that is true. I think there's a, a, a tough matchup. Bam did not play incredibly well in this series. Didn't really have a lot of opposition. Rob Will is a good player. Djokic is a much better player. So, um, I got the Nuggets in five. I'm rooting for the Nuggets uh, just because the Heat are kind of our rivals now as far as as far as the Celtics go. Um, so, but if the Heat win, the Heat win. They des- they deserve it. They've, they've fought. They've knocked off two of the best teams in the NBA uh, seemingly with no problems. Yes, the three-game-blown lean was a little concerning, but they crushed the Bucks. and when it mattered most, they beat the Celtics. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Nugs, but I'm just going to go with my gut here, say Nugs in five. Uh, Tuck? Uh, Nugs nice in four. Dale?
2: Uh, this is disrespectful. Oh, this is part of my parlay. Uh, Nikola Jokic is future of the NBA. I just want to get all of this out here. Um, the huge I don't care if they won the championship. They're still not that good. Um, <laughs> what a take. I love it. I am not salty, though.
0: Um, Dill.
1: On what, sorry?
0: Finals prediction.
1: Finals prediction. I got Nuggets. Know nothing about them. Um but uh yeah i like gold gold's good Denver. nuggets we nuggets got gold. now we the got mascot matchup. nuggets and
0: the golden knights mascot matchup that was another tweet it was nuggets in a microwave very funny so if it's if it's chicken nuggets versus heat the heat win the heat wins because it cooks the nugget if it's gold versus heat the heat wins because it melts the gold nuggets so mascot matchup you got to like that cam uh heat and how many?
3: Uh no, Dylan, how many nuggets and how many? Get
1: nuggets and five. Okay. Um I
3: have a very solid prediction. It's heating six. And heat is your parlay, though, I, Dylan, just to remind you. Win or lose, I, still no, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't I don't want any. And on my side, I have only seen one person that's not a new fan for the He is. It's Israel. What's his name? The guy from. Yeah. yeah. Awesome pick, by the way. That guy's cool. Uh, before the season, he picks. He opened no and stuff. So, gotta love that guy. But I absolutely love this. This is what we've been dealing with. The Knicks were supposed to do this. The Celtics, 3% chance to beat him. The Bucks, we beat him in five. God, the best player ever, he's an MVP, he was Jokic, but the saying Jokic is better because he was I know he got there, Tucker, shut up. Um, the Heat are going to win one in Denver. I think it's going to be tomorrow night. I think Denver's way too aggressive. And I, I know you think that's a dumb excuse. I really think today. I think the Heat are just so hot right now. They're coming off something else. They bought their ticket to Denver. Beforehand, they're ready to go. They're using fighting words. just said, they asked him about the altitude. He said, uh, we'll play him on Mount Everest if we need to. That's fire. Al Riley said, it's winning or misery. Unreal. Uh, unreal. you gotta love the story. And who doesn't love a story? And who does love the Nuggets? Tell me a Nuggets fan that's real. Carmelo never, couldn't have never on the one Nuggets. I don't, I don't think this big white guy can do it if Carmelo couldn't. Sorry. Sorry. They've never been there. They don't know what they're doing. I'll tell you who has been there. Pat Riley, Eric Bolstra, and the Heat in general. And you know what the last forty twenty team? Actually, it's not the last. You know the 40-20 rule? Every team that wins this championship has won 40 games. and had 20 losses. It's not true, anyway. There's been four teams that haven't done it. One of them, 2016. So, uh, I love us. I love the Heat. I think they win tomorrow. I think they come out of Denver with one, maybe two. And they win their first one in, in Miami. They win, the, they win the series. I'm hyped up. Maybe. I
0: will not be surprised if he won the series at all. Um, all right. Switching sides. The uh, Golden Knights also fight off a comeback. Not as impressive, but um, the stars are rolling a little bit. They go to the Stanley Cup Final to face the Panthers. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, uh, obviously the disgraced Bruins coach leading them. Bruyne's got to be kicking themselves. The players who got him fired must be like, what the hell? Like, maybe we were the problem. Either way, uh, I think this will be an entertaining series. I don't know a lot about the Golden Knights. Um, I know that the one thing I know about the series, first time in Stanley Cup history, the two leading scorers on the teams are both Americans. So this is a win for the United States regardless. Congratulations to us. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and Jack Eichel. Both Americans leading their teams in scoring. Um, I hate to say it, man. I like the Panthers. I do. I like them. I like them. Like I said, I think twice now in this podcast, the Bruins blew that series. They they didn't get beat. They blew it. I hate them. I don't hate the Panthers for taking advantage of a weak team. Um, The Panthers are a great story. Haven't lost in forever. Boo Titsky standing on his head. Matthew Kachuk is a little rat, and I love him. Uh, Guy has got the clutch gene in spades Um, Like I said, don't know enough about the Knights They've been here before, technically The first year in the league they went to the final So it's been a good little run for them I'm going to say Panthers in 7 I think we go to full 7 Matthew Kachuk, overtime game winner 3 minutes into overtime to win the Stanley Cup That's my very, very detailed prediction uh, we'll go Tucker, then Cam and Dylan, who probably actually knows about this.
2: Um, yeah, I'm going Golden Knights. Um, I told you, um, I'm. You know, what? I'm going to officially curse the state of Florida. Florida will not win another championship for 25 years. Um, why? Because I don't, I, live <laughs> I don't have a decision not on, not on it. They won't win a championship until Brick dies, so that's going to be at least
3: twenty-five years. Okay. Uh I like the Panthers. I like the Panthers six. I like the number six. Um, I think that
1: LeBron James.
3: I think something similar happens here. I think the Panthers are going to go to Vegas, um, and they're going to win. More, they're going to win. One of the two, and then come back to, to Florida and win. Oh, uh, and then they go to Vegas and just have it there. Uh, or, uh, no, they go to Vegas and lose and then win in Florida again. Um, I just, maybe they do the same exact thing. Maybe the Heat and the Panthers win the same exact games. They both win their first game, lose their second, win their next two, lose the next one, and then win to the Rock it in.
0: Tucker, I like the uh, idea of a brick curse, but I don't think you can just toss around curses. So. I'm tossing around the curse. <laughs> um, Dylan, uh, you probably know more about both these teams than any of us. I'll just say, from my perspective, I have said you just need a good goalie to stand on his head at the right time. And that's what they've got. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, Boob Titsky is playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, the Panthers i mean i i thought that they were going to have some struggles with the hurricanes no, turns out not at all not one i, I was I, I, they had absolutely zero struggles like not even one everyone it seems like it seems like they are uh, like it just seems like the ice is tilted i mean every single time they play it's crazy um I think you've got to ride the hot hand. I'm liking the Panthers, but one of the reasons why I like the Panthers' matchup here is that Cassidy
0: is a big meanie who is mean to his players, and they can't handle it.
1: Cassidy's playing the same style of hockey in, in Las Vegas as they were doing in Boston, and Boston struggles against teams that play like the Panthers, not just because... You know, they struggled in the series, but no in, in general, um, it's a similar style that the Hurricanes play and the Bruins struggle with the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes just got absolutely destroyed by a team that plays their game just even better. Uh, so I think, I think the Knights are going to be in a, in a, in a tough spot against the Panthers style. So I'm going to go Panthers in this one. Um, which is what I wanted. I wanted the Panthers to go all the way and win. As soon as the Bruins lost, so uh, make me feel a little bit better. So it's hard to hate know, them, dude. It's team hard to of hate De- them. Team of destiny, two teams of destiny in Florida. Um, not well. I guess he would be your likely Florida team in basketball. I mean, the Magic are, haven't been good in ever um,
0: since Shaquille.
1: Yeah, so – yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Panthers.
0: How many? Five. Cam, I want to paint a picture for you. Matthew Kachuk, arguably the Jimmy Butler of the NHL. Maybe not really because he's in the MVP race.
3: better? Right. Uh, and it's better right now, I'm, I would say, in the, terms of clutches.
0: But the, but the dog, the dog fight. I want to paint a picture for you yeah. of these two, of Matthew Kachuk with the Stanley Cup and Jimmy Butler with the Larry O'Brien Trophy, standing next to each other, like drinking a beer. You got to get like a poster. Are
2: they
0: going to become... Who's Larry O'Brien? Is that... Is that I don't no, know who Larry
2: O'Brien is. They named a trophy after some nobody. That's kind of crazy.
1: Shout, out, just, to, t- shout out to Tiffany and Making all these trophies. And just like rename it Michael Jordan
2: Championship Trophy. Yeah. You think they'll name it after LeBron? Probably.
1: They
0: might. <laughs> no, they might, <laughs> no, they might do it. They'll name the MVP trophy after LeBron. Um, man, Cam, it must be nice, dude. This is what our life was like, guys. Like five years ago. This is what our life was. Now you're living it, Cam. Um all right. Uh, I don't think we're gonna cover anything else. We're already running deep. Uh NFL has started OTAs, the Patriots got caught cheating. I think it's a good thing. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo may be dead per Dylan per Dylan's prediction. Uh he's very handsome though still. So um oh and Aaron Rodgers broke his ankle out for the season. Um not really, what? but he did get hurt. He hurt his ankle at practice, everyone was freaking out, but it turns out he's fine. Also, Mac Jones and Aaron Rodgers, big Swifties, red flags. Um, well, sad. Yeah,
1: don't. Love that. No. Also, don't love it. both like turtlenecks. Also, red. Does Ma- Mac Mac's not
0: a turtleneck guy? He's a scuba suit guy.
1: Yeah, but he looks like a turtleneck.
0: He puts the little hood <laughs> on. Ding dong. Like on, hair
1: guys, thing on. Come on, guys!
0: Jeez. Come on, let's throw the ball,
1: guys. Geez. Yeah, yeah, that that might even be worse because he <laughs> actually looks like a turtle. <laughs> Alright.
0: List guys. Cam came up with this one. Good one. Best scoring events you've been to. I believe. Are we sticking pros, no college, Cam?
2: This is just single games. Oh, sorry.
3: Um I I uh I only made my list. <laughs> Uh, professional, but I'm I mean, now that
0: I'm taking of college,
3: I. Like, high do one maybe. Yeah, like a
0: yeah, like legitimate I, college I scoring event. Like, not one that you played in, <laughs> one that you attended.
3: Yeah, I can't, wait, are we doing college? I think sure. that's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. To me.
0: All right. Uh, are
3: we doing. It's not a draft,
0: obviously. No. So, um, I'll leave it off.
2: I mean, it is probably none of us went to the same
3: sporting events. Uh,
0: actually, you might be on one of my games on the list um, that we went to together. Um, I'll lead it off. Number five. I'm glad college was included because uh, I'm going to go college off-rip. Uh, Florida State, Florida. The what is it? What is the name of that bowl? Not it's not a bowl, but what's the name of the rivalry? Do they have a stupid trophy, the Seminole Trophy, or something like that. Um.
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think there is one.
0: Maybe there's not. Don't um. do no I think. I think I'm thinking of Miami, Florida. I think they have the Seminole Trophy. But anyways, Florida State, Florida, great college <laughs> rivalry in Gainesville. Um, Jameis Winston at quarterback. What was the? What was his best receiver? Was it? It wasn't Kelvin Benjamin, was it?
3: So are you talking about when you, I did? I was not at this game.
0: No, no. This is Florida State, okay. Florida I at Gainesville okay. in 2013.
3: Yeah, Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin.
0: Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin, is, uh, James Winston. It's not
3: really it's the, the Sunshine Showdown, but nobody calls it
0: that. Whatever. That game, purely for the atmosphere, was incredible. It was my first Division One college football game. Um, obviously a huge rivalry. The reason it's not higher. Jameis absolutely boat raced us. He was unbelievable. It's so funny to think of how good he was in college compared to what he became in the pros. Uh, This was in the season. I believe they won the national championship um, shortly after the crab leg incident, but dotted us up, but it was a very, very cool atmosphere to be at. Um, Was with my mom. Wasn't drinking. Was a child. Was checking out the school, Um, but just a very cool atmosphere to be in for a, SEC, I guess, Florida State's not, but a major Southern school rivalry game. Very cool atmosphere. Loud. Everyone's doing the chomp. Albert running around the field. Good time. That's my number five. Who wants to go next?
2: Um, I'll go next. Um, This is an incredible game. Just went to it, but we lost. I'm going with the Bruins, game seven. I mean an all time experience I understand it's in a loss, so it's kind of it kind of put a real dullard on it, but the energy and the building of a game seven that went to overtime, that we were down three one in the third period, that we came back, like the ups and downs of that game was incredible. And there was something incredible about being there.
0: Who's next?
1: Wow. Both of your, your lists, huh? Come on now, guys. Do you want me to go? If you'd like to. All right. Um, Number five. So I've never been to... I don't think I've ever been to a playoff game in any sport. Never been to an NBA game. And I've never been to an NFL game. So here we go. Um, also, never been to a D1 college sports game. Any sport. So... Number five for me, I'm gonna go with an AHL hockey game. Um, now I was crossed between two different ones. I'll just throw my honorable mention out there. I went to the longest professional hockey game ever until like two years ago when a playoff game in the NHL went longer. But actually, that so I went to a, a playoff AHL hockey that lasted like eight overtimes. So the goalie, it was an old time scoreboard um, where it tracked shots on goal but it was just like you know, like an old scoreboard where it just like lights up the lines to make the letters. It's not like a digital screen. So once it got up to 99 and then there there was the 100th shot on goal, it went back to zero. (laughs) Um, I didn't stay for the whole game. Me and my dad would stay for like three overtimes and then and then left because it was like twelve thirty. <laughs> but uh, a classic game. So actually wait, that was my honorable mention.
0: <laughs> Number five.
1: <laughs> I'm going with it another game, AHO game, where there were approximately ten fights with one second off the clock. As soon as the puck dropped, every single person on the the ice started fighting. Uh, Even the goalies. And then they dropped the puck again, and it happened again. So many people got thrown out. There was like 15 guys on each bench for the rest of the game. It was wild. And there was many more fights in in between. Um, Great, great game. don't remember any of the score, but it was just an electric factory the entire night.
0: Cameron?
3: Muted. Yep, I'm here. Um, I said before. Uh, wait, who who played in that game, though?
1: Who I don't know who played in the games. It was the AHL. You mean the teams? No, oh, AHL. Yeah, yeah AHL. Uh,
3: from Florida, you guys. Every every team every game that you go to, that you guys have fun at, seems like Florida. Yeah, kind
1: of <laughs> trying that. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, think so.
3: I'm going to go with uh, A Rod's last game at Fenway. I was there, and I actually left early for sure. He came back and um, So that shows shows you how much uh, I have faith and care about baseball, but uh, it was really fun baseball game. It a different atmosphere. Wish I went to more of them. Especially, we have the Miami Marlins down here uh, Florida, Florida, Miami Marlins. It's just a little far, and it's a little bit. Just a team I don't care anything about. Tickets are eleven dollars on Tuesdays though. So I, I should get down
0: to that. But yeah, A-Rod's last week the family. I um, that was a good one. Uh, all right. My next game is the Red Sox versus the Diamondbacks on August twelfth of twenty sixteen. This game was What a good game. A blowout for the Red Sox. So not a great game per se, but a lot of memorable moments. It was me, Tucker, Dylan, and Ben got together, drove down together to the game. Tucker hooked us up with the parking. Shout out Jackie McNinch. Um, So we didn't have to pay for parking. Saw some cuties on the highway, waved to them a little bit. Uh, Ben was being a coward though, so he didn't. Um... Pulled into the game, Dylan and I decided to make some barstool signs. This was like right in the grips of the Brady deflate gate, and Harambe had just passed away a couple months before. So I made a sign that said, uh, Goodell rode the bus in high school. Dylan made a sign that said, Homers for Harambe. That was the big hit, Dylan's sign. Uh, the Olympics was on. We sat. They showed Katie Ledecky's race. I think on the on the scoreboard during the game. Um, we took a nice picture with our signs. Got retweeted by Dave Portnoy. Kind of our first brush with barstool fame. Um, and then also Dylan's sign was on national television after a multiple home run, times multiple times for homers for Harambe. Uh, it got tweeted out, made made the rounds. But just an overall a fun game with the boys. Got a little social media presence going. Uh, got a retweet from El Prez. Uh, can't really beat it. Just an overall good time. Uh, and then Tucker, in the car on the way home, had uh, night terrors. He fell asleep and woke up and screamed. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> screamed like us. he was, was so dying. Cute. It was insane. But, um, Yeah that's my that's my number four sox and 17 or 16 rather with the boys
1: what, what was what was the date on that
0: August 12th 2016 could have been the 11th actually because I posted I posted a picture Oh,
1: 2016
0: yeah August 12th I believe 2016 uh who's who was next tucker
2: I'm gonna say ditto I'm gonna pick that game here we go
0: Uh, Dell.
1: Um, number four, I'm going to go with my first Red Sox game ever. Uh, I remember going, it was against the Kansas City Royals. I believe we lost, um, low scoring game. We sat, it was me my sister, my mom and my dad. We sat in, do you remember when the second deck right behind home plate at Fenway used to be indoor seats? Yeah. We I sat, sat there in once. there. It was in like comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really young. I mean, I had to have been like four or five years old. But I remember sitting there being like, wow, this is cool. Um, I never sat up there again. A weird, weird atmosphere to bring your family, for especially me, for the first time to a baseball game, uh, to put me inside at the game. Uh, but that's what we did. But it was cool. I remember it. Um, yeah,
0: Cameron.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. There you always my track. Tucker, go. Take it uh, I'm going to go with the Indy 500, professional sporting event. Um, I just this is recent devices. uh We just watched the Indy 500 this weekend. I've been twice now, and uh, what a day that is! I mean, it's just a bunch of uh, really uh, cu- country, country people, and uh, country first, America first people. Gathered together at about six thirty in the morning in the parking lot of uh, in, the, in, in the National Speedway, whatever it's called. Uh, you go in the infield, right? So that I didn't sit on the outside; I was in the infield, um, and you just drink So six thirty and the race is over. It's loud and it's drinking, and uh, we went to a snake pit. Is what it's called. It's a rave that's in the middle of it. I saw Diplo, Dead Mouse. Uh, the grizz, I think, was there. Uh, it was just a great time, and it's hot, and you sweat, and you drink, and there's cars, and there's exhaust, and breathing in the fumes, and you I get a little crazy from it. Uh, that's what I—that's my idea of a good time. in one of the bathroom stalls, phone numbers, in there, all of the them. Up. Oh, I texted one of them. Why not? Uh, this is the beauty of it. You have to try it. Indy 500.
0: My number three is my first ever Patriots game. Now, as big a Patriots fan I am, you think I would have went to a game before I was a sophomore in high school. That is not the case. It was 2012 divisional round against the Texans. Uh, they won the game. I forget what the score was. I think it was they won it quite handily. Um, I know Danny Woodhead got injured during the game. Uh, sat up in the nosebleeds, freezing goddamn cold. Didn't feel a second of the cold, though. Was so up for the game, was pumped. They went on to lose to the Ravens in the next round. But um, the playoff atmosphere for my first game, pretty special. Uh, got surprised with the tickets the day before the game, and it was semi-formal. So that was that was cool. I was on my way to semi-formal. My dad's like, we're going to game tomorrow. Um, but just the playoff atmosphere in Gillette uh, during the Brady years, you know, just special. Glad I got to go to at least one, see a victory, uh, a playoff victory, one of Brady's. Um, yeah, I don't remember too, too much about the game. I don't remember it being very memorable. Um, but it was an exciting atmosphere. I'm a big atmosphere guy. These three picks have not been good games per se, but, um, my top two, I think will make up for that. So, um, I'm going my first Patriots game, divisional round, 2012 playoffs, let my number three, uh, Dill, oh, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. You're muted. You're still muted.
2: That's my bad. My number three is Lamar Jackson versus Boston College. And it was the first time that I realized how big of a difference there is between college athletic talent and NFL talent. Because... He was playing a different sport than the rest of the guys out there. It was absurd. I think they were up like thirty points at halftime, and it was just like Lamar Jackson's the fastest guy on the field. He's also the quarterback has a better arm than anyone. Like, and we make fun of Lamar's arm now. College wise, dude had a cannon. Like, could throw the ball. Uh, but yeah, what it was such an incredible game. Just realized like. There's some dudes that are just different. Even at the college, even at the D1 level, you think everyone's really good.
1: And it's just, it's night and day difference. Dylan. Number three, I'm going to go with the August 12th, 2016 Red Sox game, as Tucker and Trey have already said. Now, Trey, did you say earlier that we lost this game? No, we won it. Okay, that's right, because... I've been trying to figure it out and we definitely won it. We won it nine to six or something like that. handling um, Handley Ramirez had two bombs, uh, and Ortiz had a home run and then Ortiz had a deep double to center, yep. which was his like one thousandth yep. yep. career extra base hit or something. Yep. Um, was on TV. It was pretty cool. We got, uh, retweeted by Prez. Um, Hosted yeah. by a, good, one good.
0: of the Barstool Affiliate
1: accounts, too. Good, to day, good day, good um, day. Yeah, I, I, the the best part about it, which you didn't mention, was the prime parking. I Tugger did mention that. I mentioned that. My, okay, never mind. I, I just thought you you said uh, driving down, whatever. No, I mentioned um that. Yeah, the prime parking. Anyway, Tucker's mom hugged us up. Uh, great day. Oh, remember I a, crashed my bar. car. Oh, yeah, you backed up into the ramp no just no damage no. perfect
0: <laughs> perfect day literally couldn't get better uh, cam
3: number three ladies bias Giants Jaguars although it was a great game um, I uh, I definitely I reported from the from the stadium about the Jaguars fans and uh, the guy sitting next to me screaming at his grandfather. Uh, craziness, absolute craziness, just getting screamed at by police officers in Jacksonville. They hated us. Uh, great atmosphere, just an absolute mockery of the city and a team and franchise. But, uh, it was a good game too. It was a really good game. They drove out at the end of the game and, uh, I think they just, uh, missed a fourth down or something like that. And we ended up winning it. Um, yeah, definitely reasons to buy us, but it was fun. Went with my brother and dad and, uh, a couple of beers, a couple of ass. All
0: right. My number two is the New England Patriots versus the Cleveland Browns. I believe this was 2013. It was my second game ever. Um, I don't have the box score pulled up, but the Patriots were getting dominated. It was December uh, 8th, 2013. Um, the Patriots were getting dominated by the Cleveland Browns. Josh Gordon was having an unbelievable game. I think it was one of his highest receiving totals in his career. Um, Gronk got absolutely destroyed right in front of me. Um, tore his ACL literally feet from me. Uh, ha- snuck down to the, to the expensive seats right on the 50. Don't know how we pulled it off. Stayed there the whole game. Guy next to me, absolute liability. Nacho cheese dripping down all the front of him, not speaking English at this point. Just hammered drunk. Patriots were down, I believe, 10 points with about two minutes to go. They drove down the field, scored a touchdown. Maybe it was more than, more than 10. It was like 13. Uh, drove down the field, scored a touchdown, got an onside kick, drove down the field. Am- Amendola with like less than a minute left, touchdown to win the game. Just a Brady masterclass. The most improbable comeback um, in terms of football that I've been to. I mean, we should have been used to it at this point, but it was an insane game. So many things going on. The fact that we went, were losing to the Browns, I was like, this is an easy win. We came in, we laid an egg for the first three quarters, and then Brady turned it around and did what he does best. And to get to see my hero uh, do that uh, was pretty special, especially with the seats that I had. Um, so... Socks, socks, I'm uh, not socks. Pat's Browns 2013 is my number two. Uh, Todd,
2: um, my number
0: he muted himself muted. as he started talking. That's a, that's a new one. <laughs> he was unmuted and then he muted himself.
3: I was not unmuted. I refused. <laughs> yes,
0: you were.
2: I, I heard you. <laughs> um, was. The Red Sox stomping the Yankees. I don't know the date. I don't know any of the specifics. All I know was I was around maybe like 12 years old and we beat them 17 to 1. David Ortiz hit a grand slam. Amazing game to watch. Just watching the Yankees get murdered, is maybe my number one hobby.
0: Um,
1: Dylan. Uh, my number two, I'm going to go with the game, the train I went to. Good one. Back, Sunburn game?
0: Huh? Sunburn game?
1: No. um, This was back in the day at the Endicott days. Used to take the train in to watch the bees. I think we did it twice. Um, Train all the way from Beverly to to Central Station. Show up with no tickets. Get right below the, the arena. Purchase some online. Walk in. Get the nosebleeds back up against the wall. Um, I wore my jersey on the back by the name of Louis Erickson.
0: I still have the hat.
1: A, a very, a very, uh, you know, not common jersey to have. <laughs> not many of those floating around the arena. Um, the man had a hat trick. They um, suckered me, and. We won the game handily, and I think that was his only hat trick, maybe ever. <laughs> Definitely his only hat trick for the Bruins. Uh, I, I want maybe he had, he's had he had like three, um, and it was cool just being there, be at the game, watching hat trick. I Don't think I've seen a hat trick for the Bruins in any other any other time. That was um, awesome. Just walking out of the arena, everybody's saying like we good game, stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that was me. That was me out there.
0: Couldn't get Tuka Rask on the ice, though. We went, I went like five yeah, games we, in a row without watching Tuka Rask. It's always open yeah. in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Cameron.
3: Number two. I got uh, Clemson, Ohio State. In the Orange Bowl 2000, uh, Taj Boyd versus Braxton Miller year. It was in Miami. Um, I was, now, this is interesting because my top two are actually games that I, I went to that we lost. Uh, this one was just awesome because it was the Orange Bowl and
0: uh, Ohio State losing a bowl game? That's incredible. Both. <laughs> so,
3: I was rooting for, they ended up losing whatever it is what it is, but well, uh, well my brother and my daddy came around, and the Clemson was, uh, Colin was going to Clemson at the time, I went to Clemson the year before, and it was just an awesome experience, got a shirt out of it, first time really going to like a big night game stadium like that, um, college football's just got a different atmosphere, really tough, especially Big Ten, ACC type games. There won't be any emphasis on my most people who stopped the time I was there. It's but, Jr., though. Uh, yeah,
0: that's great. Uh, okay, I have three honorable mentions. Um, I'll be quick. Orange Bowl, 2016, with Cameron Aberholt and his family. Uh, only bowl game I've ever been to. Uh, crazy atmosphere just to be at a bowl game. <laughs> it was Camping World. It was Camping World Stadium. Yeah, but it was, wasn't it the Orange yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Oh, no, it was the Russell Athletic no, Bowl. The Russell Athletic Bowl. That's what it was. Russell Athletic yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I was wondering why well. the teams were not very good. Um, we had UNC, who I was rooting for, versus Baylor. Um, Sean Oakman was a big meme the year before. Saw him play. Um, Nico and Vince were there. Um, what is that song they sing? Uh, they performed it. We had... Um, we had... Um, Dudes coming in on parachutes, uh, yeah. Bowl games are pretty cool, so it was a fun time. Was that Mr. Trubisky on on that UNC team, or was he on the bench? No,
3: he was not. There. He was not there yet. No. Um, I think I saw him, him playing in college he was, he was.
0: Um, my next honorable mention is the Red Sox 2017 on my 21st birthday box seats. All you can drink, alcohol, all you can eat food, Chris Sale versus the Yankees. My first ever, or no, wasn't my first ever Yankee game. But um, yeah, pretty cool atmosphere to have your 21st birthday. Uh, went out to the bars and Tucker killed me afterwards. My third, uh, my third honorable mention is the New England Patriots with Chicago Bears in 2014. Their Super Bowl season with Darrell Revis. Darrell had a pick. Brady and Gronk went absolutely friggin' insane. Gronk had like three touchdown catches. Brady had like 400 yards passing just in the prime Patriots. Everyone that I wanted to showed up did. Met Peanut Tillman at the game. Dapped him up before the game. So pretty cool. My number one, however, is the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees September 15th, 2016. Um, First of all, starting this game off, went for free. My first ever Red Sox-Yankees game. Went for free. Shout out the ex girlfriend, Savannah Dodge. Had a hookup with her roommate through the pro shop. Oh, yeah. Snuck in through the basement of the pro shop right into the game. Sat behind home plate. Socks went down early. Um, the Yankees put up. Where's the box score here? Yankees put up. I've lost the box score. Uh, anyways, the Yankees were up 5 1 going into the eighth. Uh, David Ortiz had a monster night. He had a uh, home run in the eighth. Um, he had a double. Um, he had, and Andrew Benintendi had a double as well. Uh, they were facing Masahiro Tanaka, um, but they go into the ninth down five-two. Hanley Ramirez, who I'm glad you brought it up, Dill, had two home runs in the the previous game that I went to hit a three-run shot to to walk it off, came back down three runs to win it seven to five um, in the ninth. Absolute insanity. The only walk-off, no, the only walk-off home run I've ever seen. But everything I wanted to happen, happened. I went to the game for free. The Red Sox beat the Yankees. They walked them off. Hanley Ramirez had a big game. David Ortiz had a massive game. Uh, I think before 2016, uh, before the game we went to, um, that I had never seen David Ortiz hit a home run. And I think this was his last season, right? 2016. It was, yeah. So his last season, he came through for me. Uh, I saw him hit a couple home runs um, and a couple, couple deep um, extra base hits, which was pretty cool. I don't think that can be top for me. Just all of it was perfect. The improbable comeback. The stadium was empty. People left for the ninth. Um, I still have a video of Hanley coming home, um, but Han, if Han, if I was at every Hanley Ramirez baseball game, he would have been the best player of all time because he always popped off when I went. So that's got to be my number one, uh, Tucker. Uh,
2: my number one is a game called "Fuck Me." I forgot to unmute again. Oh, wait, I no, did unmute. You did unmute. Uh, unmute.
1: My goodness.
2: <laughs> I thought I forgot again. Uh, my game is the Mother's Day Miracle. I don't know if you guys know about oh, that. Yeah. It was a amazing game. Went with my mom for Mother's Day. Ran around the bases after the game. Uh, but incredible game. Uh, couple from behind victory. Was down like 5-1 in the ninth And ended up coming back and winning it. Against the Orioles, I believe. But yeah. Great
0: game. This wasn't... In... Wait, okay, never mind. I can't find a... Oh, it's 2007.
1: No. It, yeah, see. it was the original one. Wow, oh. I didn't think it was that old.
0: Um, Dylan.
1: Um, Socks down five zero. yeah. That was the one where Veritek wrapped one around the pesky pool and then he did the same thing, like, the next day. I'm sorry. Um.
2: Varitex was my
1: favorite player. Yeah. Um, my number one, I'm going back to hockey. I uh, was at a game with Chris Zapp. Uh, might have been the last game I went to. Um, playing the Canadians, it was the first time I'd ever get gone to a sporting event where it was like, you know, the big rival. Um, Play the Canadians and...
0: Have you not been to a Yankees game, Bill? No. Wow. I'm going
1: for the. I'm going for the first time in like three weeks. Oh, um, So, bees were down like two to zero, or three to one, or something like that. It was in the third. We we climb back, score two in the third, and then with not much time left, uh, a puck gets thrown up the boards, path, like the right hand side boards. Pasternak gets the puck in stride. It's a massive. One time slap shot, just right off the post and in. The place is going absolutely electric. Um, we win the game and there, there's the highlight of, of Postman scoring that goal and like standing, he like stood still, threw his hands up in the air. Um, it's like the running highlight all the time on Nesson when they're like introing any sort of Bruins coverage. Um, it was a, just a crazy atmosphere, come, be, come from behind wind uh, at home against Canadians. Um, really nothing much better than it.
0: Uh, Cameron.
1: Also, sorry, there was a guy about four rows in front of us with a jersey, number 69, and the name was Meat Shark. <laughs> I mean, never forget. Never forget the Meat Shark.
3: And, uh, I got, uh, um, of course, now that I'm we're at the top of this, I'm remembering, just some great games I went to. Honorable mentions, uh, FSU Vermont first round, of the NCAA tournament in Hartford. Um, I flew up from Florida. This is post graduation. I flew up. I was obviously playing, into to the Vermont pregame party. Uh, I had my Vermont jersey on for that, and then I put an FSU on, hat on, but, I'm uh, just happy for my friend there, you know. Uh, another um, mention, Hamilton Tiger Cats versus the Montreal Argonauts, I think they were. Uh, booked a t- trip up to Canada with the boys. Johnny Manziel. Cole, and watched Johnny Manziel play. Oddly enough, he was originally on the Montreal team. Stoked to go see him and pick a date to play Hamilton. We were so excited. Rumor comes out, after we booked the trip, Johnny Menzel gets traded. Who's he get traded to? Hamilton Tiger Cast. Which is in business, baby. He's still gonna be there. Uh, he threw four picks in the first. It was class.
0: so <laughs> bad.
3: <laughs> and it was an unbelievable showing. It was absolutely unbelievable. I don't even mean, think we sat we sat in like bleachers. It was a ridiculous uh, spectacle. It wasn't even a stadium. It was they were selling beer out of like little ice cream carts. The ticket scanners were like, Yeah, you don't even really ticket just whatever um not real and my number one is going to be past giants we lost we lost 38 to 35 tom brady and randy moss connected for the on the same throw and catch you were at that uh, game you were at that game i was at the game oh i didn't know that the record-breaking game 35 Randy Moss caught his 21st or 26th and Brady passed his 50th. Um, and yeah. that season actually on the enough. So that was 16 and up. Yeah. That was the 16 and out game. Yep. And, uh, that I believe later on in the season, um, the giants actually, uh, bumped into the Patriots again. And, um, <laughs> I just kind of think every time I think back to that game, you know, I think it's, you know, when you're, when you're down and, you know, you could have stopped a beast from, from making history. I wish you guys you beat us. It. And, and when you do, that's when, that's when you really, you really stop it. And, uh, we did. So that loss is really, there's really a win because we stopped it there. Yeah, it's cool. You, you stopped from having that season, but you don't, maybe you don't, you don't beat him the next time. So. That's that's a win for
0: me, really. Hard to beat a team twice. I didn't know you were at that game. That's crazy, Cam. That is definitely a good game to go to. I was. Um Okay. one. Um, the boys are 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 looking tired. We're almost two hours in. Let's take a vote. Do we want to cover movie? I vote yes. I think I can do it. Uh Tucker? I can do it. Dylan. What are we doing? Uh Cameron.
1: I mean, if we,
0: if we have to, I'll do it. Let's let's do it. It's been two weeks.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy I
0: wanna, 3.
3: I want to get really into it, though.
0: Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Dylan, if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, you can, you're can. you excused.
1: I'm going to sign off, gentlemen. All right. Uh, see you later.
0: Thank you, Dylan. All right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I went and saw it. Um, the boys were gracious enough to give me some time to go see it. Um... So I honestly think that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are the best trilogy in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Um, I've heard Iron Man. I've seen I don't haven't seen every Iron Man I've heard. I've never heard Captain America. I don't think those are fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I guess you could consider the Avengers trilogy um, as one, but there were four of those. Right. So maybe not. but these are, these are really good movies. They're entertaining, good cast. Um, so the, I'll give you my gripes. I thought the, the fake-out deaths were a little cheap. Um, I thought from the start of the movie, the opening, um, when it just the camera kind of started on Rocket, I was like, oh, Rocket's going to die in this movie for sure. And then everything was pointing to him dying. He doesn't die. Then Star-Lord actually dies but then doesn't because he's saved by the dude from where the millers. Um I don't know. I that kind of felt cheap to me. Um I thought it was I think it's like supposedly the last of the Guardians movies, at least in this iteration. Uh so I thought they would maybe be a little ballsier and kill a major character. Um but I love this movie. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um maybe, you know, spent a little too much time on the uh rocket backstory um i think it was needed but maybe just spent a a second too long didn't really love the villain i know i'm saying all negatives but the i mean i it's just tough for me because in the mcu you're not going to beat Thanos ever you're never going to touch Thanos, and like what was his name even i don't even remember his name harry what the high evolutionary yeah see that's a lame name that's a dumb name um, I did like his design with his face pulled over his, his mango face. That was cool. But no, I enjoyed the, the the movie. The soundtrack was excellent. The acting was great. The action was good. Uh, it was funny. PG 13 movies need to use more F bombs. They're allowed one, and they never use them. The Chris Pratt opened the fucking nice. open the fucking door was got a very big laugh out of me. Um, I liked the alternate Earth with the, you know, creature people. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Overall, I mean, I'll just say this. I think Drax the Destroyer is the best character in Marvel. He, A, has a good backstory. Like, an actual, like, he's a tortured man. Like, lost his children, his wife and his daughter, uh To the what? They're not the Klingons. What the hell was there? the Kree? Lost his children and wife to the Kree. Um, uh, huh? Thanos. Was it Thanos? No, it was yeah, the yeah, Kree. We
3: ordered. He ordered it.
0: Yeah. Okay. But the, the the Kree killed him. the The villain from the first movie killed his killed his wife and child. Uh, yeah. Maybe on orders from Thanos. But anyways, he's friggin' hysterical. Dave Bautista crushes it don't know how he became such a good actor i remember playing a video game in like 2006 where you know wwe game and like my, my cousin parker played as him and bautista bombed me he's hysterical the line delivery is great i also liked his his arc in this movie of you know you're not destined to be a destroyer you're destined to be a uh, a dad um i like his chemistry with uh i'm, I'm blank on her name what's the bug girl's name Mantis, Mantis, yeah, I should have known that uh, I like the chemistry with them, I think they're a good comedic duo I just love him, man I never disliked seeing Drax on the screen He's hysterical, calling the little kids dumbasses Funny um, Yeah, I, lo- I really enjoyed the movie I enjoyed the movie And the one thing I took away from it In my struggles that I've had these past couple months Sometimes you gotta learn to swim You don't jump from every lily pad to lily pad you gotta learn to swim. You gotta learn to do it on your own. Uh related with that big time. Walked out of the movie thinking about that line. Good movie, funny, action packed, beautiful, good soundtrack. I'll give it an 8-4. I, I I thought it was I still think these are the best Marvel movies, these Guardians movies. Uh Tucker.
2: Uh yeah. So I'm first off, I want to come at you for the High Evolutionary was an incredible character. Such a good foil. Like, one one of my favorite lines, there is no God, that's why I stepped in.
0: I, that was a good line. Like, far. I mean, his absolutely. motivation was just like, oh, I want to make a better earth. I want to make wanted,
2: a... He wanted perfection. And yeah. that was the whole thing that, like, Rocket was like, you didn't want a perfect world. You just didn't like it for what it was. Far. I mean, it it, it was so, he was so well done. That character. And there's a lot of talks that like James Gunn sees himself as Rocket and the high evolutionary is Marvel as a whole, basically. There's been some talks about did he make it after that, basically when they canceled him and they realized they needed him and so they tried. There's a whole backstory to it that you can go into if you want to. And it reaches out a little bit, but it's actually a really good comparison. Uh, the character development in this, beautiful.
0: Very good, I, very good.
2: The way that they, everyone went along their own ways without it feeling rushed, like, you know, like, we're talking a lot of different characters. All went down their own path. They, they're they finding their own path without it feeling like, plus, like a clusterfuck, which is hard with that many, like, you have six leads or seven leads in a single show. And you have each of them going on their own path. And it was, the ending was just, I, it tore me apart, but also was great. Like Gamora not sticking, becoming so a guardian.
0: I and like that Gamora and Star-Lord didn't end up together. I think that's a I good, did too. yeah. I did too, and I also hated it. I hate it with all my heart. I was worried he was going to end up with Nebula, which I was not into at all.
2: No, I never thought that was going to happen. I like, they made the one joke, though.
0: Well, he touched her in the beginning. Remember, he, like, touched her arm when he was drunk, passed out? And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then they made the joke, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But I'm glad they didn't do that.
2: But James Gunn did such a good job, and he finds a way to balance comedy without it being goofy. Like, they have comedy in it, but it didn't feel like the new Thor movie that was just way too goofy and all that. They do it so well. And, yeah, I mean, and... James Gunn's gonna take over the entire DC universe. You know that, right?
0: I didn't know that. No, that's a good thing, though.
2: Yeah, James Gunn is now the new like lead of the entire DC universe. Yeah.
3: It's gonna be incredible.
0: Feige's he's out.
3: <clears throat> to go to Marvel within ten years.
0: They're
3: um, talking about. They're talking about what what position Chris Pratt, what superhero is. Um. So he's definitely going to be a cameo at least. And yeah, I. This
2: was. An incredible movie. I. Get a 9.1 from me. Let's get a 9.1 from me. That's how
3: good it was.
0: Cameron, this uh, you've been ripping at the chomp at the bit to get into this one.
3: Chomping at the bit. I saw it first. I'm so glad that you guys uh, liked it. I, I walk out of the theater and I, I get ahead of myself. Oftentimes I walk out and I'm like, wow, I that would be so cool. I, I do, do the same thing, the Cam. I I what's that?
0: I do the same yeah, I thing. I came out of The Last Jedi yeah. Star Wars. I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen and then two weeks later I was like, Wait, oh,
3: that didn't no, none of that made sense. Um anyway, I, I walk out I have uh, I have my popcorn and my beer I was like, I was just in such a great place back there. That that was the best movie ever. A month later, I am I'm riding that high. I I think it's um, it's the best Marvel movie outside of uh, Infinity War and and Endgame. It's it it beats every other one, and I won't put it out of those two just because I mean you get it right. But uh, here's the thing: I think that the backstory, I completely disagree with you. I think that it was hundred percent necessary. No, I didn't, I didn't say it was I unnecessary. I said for, it dragged a little bit at points, and, I think. No, I almost loved that they kept going back to it, right? Where they get to somewhere that they go back and they show it and they I start cry I, I cried out. I cried. I teared up. Um the Rocky Raccoon, you you just you find yourself in these characters sometimes. And then the villain, the reason I love is because he's not this big, tough, Thanos guy. He knows that he's a pussy. He knows that he's not this big hotshot, so he hides. And he, he carries his scepter, but he's not very powerful. So he needs to create something to kind of, you know, uh, compensate. And he's a, he's a perfectionist, and, and he does, he's careless, and he doesn't... Um, he's not confrontational except for the to the robots um and i i loved it i thought they did a great job with him i love how it all connected one part i did not like is when they went to that weird jelly world place where they went to get the lock for the the code and the safe to get
1: oh oh the uh like the yeah i remember yeah i thought it was an unnecessary step uh, it
3: was an unnecessary side quest, if you will. Um, the Last Jedi is actually a good example of doing that. Babu Frick, best character in the movie, but they didn't need to.
0: That go was that was that uh, was Rise opinion. of Skywalker. You think? Are you thinking the, the casino uh-huh. planet in the Last Jedi?
3: I'm sorry. Yes, I meant Rise of Skywalker, ah, the,
0: eighth sure. yeah. um, no, the eighth one.
3: Yeah. Oh, the eighth one is dad. the
0: Last Jedi. The
3: ninth one um, is Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple spot. I mean, like I see, all I together, the, I I mean, I kind of saw where it was going next. It's not predictable by any means. Um, but there were a lot of surprises, and then the resolution was just amazing. I absolutely love how it ended. I'm glad no one died. I could see if they did it, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have been too upset. Um, but I'm, I love how they uh brought it back to the dude with the whistle. The whistle arrow. They had. They were showing. Uh, dra- uh, God, I can't remember the uh, the blue guy. Drax uh, so in the previous movies. I I did call that part. Um, I told Lindsay that he was going to end up playing a big role, but nonetheless, I had chills. Oh, and River. then it's the best soundtrack, to Marvel. Best soundtrack, to Marvel. There's no no question. About I played Florence in the machine did. right
0: when I got home.
3: Florence in the machine. I looked up. That scene when I got home, they didn't have it yet because I saw it like pretty much opening night. Um, I wanted to watch the scene again. I wanted the chills. I wanted the goosebumps. I wanted to relit it. I wanted to get back in that seat with the popcorn. Um, and you know, I might not ever have that moment again until the next movie. Um, uh, they did a great they, job of all together. I'm sure
2: I'm missing a bunch of things. My favorite song though, during it was "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." The fight scene with "No Sleep Till Brooklyn."
0: Was a thing. I'll say in an era.
3: Oh, that fight scene. Are you talking about the fight scene um, on the ship on the big pyramid? Yeah.
0: In an era uh, where
3: one every, of the most underrated. <laughs> I don't know
2: if it's underrated yet.
0: In an, an era, in an era, era where every fight scene is a thousand cuts, and you don't know where anyone's standing, and it's just cut, cut, cut. Oh, this That's guy's pushing this guy. One That's like. Huge. One uncut shot transitioning from character to character. You understand where everyone is. You understand what's happening. That was beautifully done. 100%.
3: Agree. It reminded me very much of Star Wars. I keep going back to Star Wars, I guess. It reminded me of just one little hallway in Star Wars where you turn a corner and there's stormtroopers and you got to get past them, but it was just this day and age and
1: slow motion and and the way they did it. They used so little space to make so much
0: Each character had their moment too.
3: Underrated is not the right word. It's uh, underrated. I haven't seen anyone like talking about it. Score? What did you say, Trey? 8-4. 8-4? Yeah. Uh, It's... uh, see where I put I given I mean look you can give you can keep giving these scores in the eights and saying they're good scores but nobody's in the nines for that. so I let's put go, movies then. in the nines before what was it Cam? I mean who's a nine who's a nine nine then? Now if we're never gonna use up the nines you're like, going I nine it, nine you know, why even have it? No, it went 9-3. 9-3. 9-3. Like, who's
0: a 9-9? I think I put Titanic in the high nines. I put The Godfather in the high nines. 8.9. That's best picture territory. That could do do it. All right. uh, That is our show. Diesel episode. Two hours, six minutes. We had a lot to go over. A lot to break down. Big week in sports. Big week in pop culture, um, but movie. Who was next? Was that yours, Tucker? Or was that Cam? That was mine. Who picked Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Was that Cam? That was Cam. <sighs> I did. Uh oh, it's Dylan's movie. All right, skip Dylan. Trey's next. Um. Okay. Um. Give me a second here
2: go back to the theaters watch it again
0: <laughs> um <laughs> oh, shit uh, i was this is not i've never been unprepared because it wasn't my week um you know what i'm going to stick to my theme that i've been going at we did zoolander oh, wow. we really? did there's something about mary let's do tropic thunder Ben, Stiller. ben Stiller's in Tropic Thunder. He's the lead. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man's in it. Thunder.
2: Thunder. I'm thinking of the Flint Tropics.
0: No, Tropic Thunder. Tropic <laughs> Thunder. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. got an Academy Award nomination for doing blackface in this movie. So, incredible acting. That's um,
3: our
0: show. All right, that's our show. Who's acting with a guy who's acting about being a guy acting? <laughs> It's incredible. It's incredible. Tucker, have you seen it? I have. Not a long time, though. Um, All right. That's our show. Diesel episode. We'll be back with a shorter one next week. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you then. Peace.